We hear from the evangelist John the Baptist, and he's a fiery guy, isn't he? I mean, he doesn't mince any words. He gets right down to business. I mean, calling the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? And in the prophet Isaiah, who we've been listening to for the last several weeks, he's, we've been hearing about this person who's going to come before the Lord to prepare his way, to prepare the way of salvation for all of us. John the Baptist does that, and he is an example of what we should be doing too. We just saw a great championship game, and unfortunately the Buckeyes came out on the short end last night, and I'm sure there was a few people that stayed up late for that game. And, um, and Bishop Hartley got to their championship game and came up a little bit short as well. But you know, to get to a championship game, there are some certain qualities that you got to do to get there. And Bishop Hartley should be very proud. Buckeyes should be proud that they got into that championship game. Because when you are a champion, you got to give it everything. You, you got to leave it all on the field. You, you got to prepare. You come to practice and you practice hard and you give it everything you got to get to be a champion. There is no room for complacency. Complacency just won't cut it. And John is saying the same thing to us that if we want to play in the game of life, we have to give it everything we got. And we have to leave it in the field of life. So no room for complacency. So how do we prepare for the game of life? How do we get ready? This whole season of Advent is about getting ready. Getting ready to welcome the first coming. The prophet Isaiah 2,500 years ago predicted that Jesus would come, and he did. And he also predicted some other things are going to happen, which have not happened yet. But this is the infallible word of God. Everything in the Bible comes true. We believe that as Christians. So we are asked to get ready, to get ready and prepare for this game of life and to give it everything we have. I mean, so how do we do that? We come and we receive the marvelous gifts in the word that the Isaiah says that we have. And what does he say that Jesus is going to come here with? He is going to come here with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he tells us that they come in pairs. He says that we will have understanding and wisdom. And he says, he ends with, we will have the fear of the Lord. And he says, we're going to have that. He says that he will take the light in the fear of the Lord. Now, what is this fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is not being afraid. There are, there are certain different fears. We have fears of losing things in the world, right? We have fears of that. And we have fear 
fears of maybe if we act up, we could, you know, lose our salvation. That's a servile fear. And servile fear leads to knowledge and wisdom as well. That's what Proverbs says that fear is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. But that's kind of imperfect fear. That is not what Isaiah is talking about. That is not what John is saying when he says repent. He does want us to repent because he wants us to have salvation. But it's the fear of being disconnected from our Lord. It's that filial fear. It's the fear of being in love with the one you love. When you are in love with somebody, the last thing you want is to be separated from that love, correct? That's what he's talking about. We are called to a filial love with the Lord. Now, John, you know, I, one of the things that we do in our daily as clergy, and some, some of you will participate in this too, is our, our office of readings and our morning prayers and evening prayers. We call this the prayers of the church, the liturgy of the hours. There is a prayer that we pray every day in the morning, and it's the canticle of Zechariah. And it's a beautiful prayer. And Zechariah is John's dad. He says, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people to set them free. And he's rejoicing in the fact that his son is going to go before the Lord. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people to set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty savior, born of the house of the servant David. This is Jesus. He's raised him up to come to us. He will go before the Lord. John goes to before the Lord to give his people knowledge of salvation. We are called too to go before the Lord to give people knowledge of salvation. And he describes God. He says, in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. God is tender. He's compassionate. He loves us. He's tender and compassionate. That's why we have to get rid of sin in our lives. Because we want to be in that special relationship. Because in that special relationship, we receive those graces of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural powers, His presence. He's with us when we are in a state of grace. His presence is with us. His power to overcome sin in our lives. His power to overcome hardships in our lives. That comes with the grace of the gift of the Holy Spirit that He gives us. We have a responsibility then. When we receive Him, we are all asked, what will we do with this gift? Will we receive it and then be in that state of grace? You know, it's, it's a life of beatitudes. It's a life of happiness. That's what he's providing for us when we purge the sins in our lives that John is asking us to do. When we repent and turn away from the things that 
let go of the things of the world. Don't be fearful of losing the things that the world gives. Be fearful of leave, losing the beautiful gift that Jesus gives us. And he gives us a beautiful gift here at the altar. That is the source and summit of our strength. That is what gives us the strength to live in this filial relationship. And, and then we come to him and we become more and more aware of his presence in our lives. And we become more like him. And this is what this just judge of Isaiah, he's saying that God is a God of justice. He's going to recognize not who can throw the football the furthest, not who can dunk the ball in a basket, but who's going to receive my gift and become more like me. We are called to become a little more like him every day. That's what this is. It's a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift that he offers to us freely. But he loves us so much that he doesn't force it on any one of us. He gives us the choice to either receive it or not. And may we now come to him and receive that loving, tender, compassionate father. And let us become more like him as we embrace the beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit and the beautiful gift of those graces that Isaiah talks about. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, they are real. They're really real. So let us now receive him and become more like him as we receive him. Amen.